uh, I like the Jedi mask in the back. Is, is that what that's called? No, it's a stormtrooper mask. Oh, Parker, <laughs> quiet now. <laughs> okay, your stormtrooper mask. You can tell Parker's a nerd for real. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Enjoying the Journey. I'm Rob, and I can't wait for you to hear from Joshua Jordan. Josh is a friend of mine who's done many events with us. He's extremely witty, probably because he's a comedian and illusionist. But what's even cooler than that? His passion to use his gift for ministry. He makes you laugh, he'll blow your mind, and you'll think, I know how he did that, until you realize, uh, no, you really don't. And he'll make you think about your faith. He's somebody I love to hang out with, have deeper conversations with, and do ministry with. I hope you are encouraged, and I hope you find a little more joy in your journey. So we're so excited about today's podcast, Enjoying the Journey with Joshua Jordan, good friend of ours that we got to meet. How many years ago was it now? Gosh, when was it? 2013? Was it that long ago? I think it must have been 2013 because the first event I ever did with Bob Lenz was January of 2013. That's when I met him. And then I met you through him at a school assembly. Yes. We didn't really steal you from Bob Lenz, but we definitely were like, we got to have a guy coming with us. You borrowed without asking. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Bob Bob, Bob still talks to me. It's, It's all good. It's, it's all good. So yeah, for yeah. those of our listeners that maybe don't know who you are, Joshua Jordan, can you enlighten them a little bit, give them a little bit of your background, your story, your journey, who you are? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So my name is Joshua Jordan. I'm a comedy illusionist or whatever you want to call it. Sometimes I get in trouble for saying magician. I don't really right. know why. Some people call it illusions. Some people call it magic some people call it sleight of hand it's all tomato tomato it all just means i'm doing tricky things really fast with my hands that's what all that means but um and messing with our minds yes yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm saying look over here when you should be looking over here that's right Um, yeah so i'm a i'm a comedy illusionist um i got started when i was about eight uh when i when i started doing um i guess illusions um yeah, I saw this guy on the Disney Channel do um, uh, these like tricks, I guess, but in between like sessions or, or in between like shows. And uh, so he would show a trick and then he would say, stay tuned after the commercial break and we'll show you how the trick is done. And I was really into science as a kid. So um, when I first, it was like an instant love. So when I saw it, I was like, I, ha- I, like, I couldn't wrap my mind around something that couldn't be explained, you know, like seeing two rubber bands go through each other. I was like, what? That's crazy. So it was an instant love. So, um, yeah, that's how I got started. And, um, yeah, I was just kind of the class clown growing up in general. And, um, shortly after high school, I uh, joined this, um, Christian theater company that was kind of like a Saturday night live sketch comedy, you know, improv kind of group. And, um, yeah, met a guy when I was on the road, uh, doing, um, uh, doing illusions as a ministry that I'd never really thought about before. Sure. Uh, and I, 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 I mean, I, I never stopped doing illusions. I just never thought I would be doing it as a profession, I guess, if that makes sense. Even as a kid, I was never like, this is what I want to do when I grow up. I just, I had, I had a roommate 
um, when I first started starting and um, he's like, hey, why don't you come to our church and do this event? And I did. And that led to another show, which led to two more, which led to five more. I had to quit. I was a medical assistant at the time. So I had to quit my day job. And I was like, I guess I'm a magician. I guess this is what I do now. So, <laughs> so that was kind of my journey, getting started and getting into it. And then um, I was just kind of rolling with the punches, I guess. And uh, I was like, I guess this is what I do now. I live on the road. So <laughs> yes, yes, you do. We we spent we've spent some time with you on the road. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. We've taken you, yeah. you know, Colorado, different places like that. But all, also in your your spiritual journey. Yeah. How does how does that look again? How how did that work out? Was it when you were young, teenager? Yeah. Well, I grew up in church. And uh, for the most part, I, I didn't not believe. I just, I mean, I went to church just like everybody else. And um, I did believe in God very much. And uh, I think um, years later, I just started asking more and more difficult questions mm -hmm. and uh, slowly walked down that, um, that atheist road, I guess you could say. And um, it's weird because if you were if you were like preaching at a church and you asked the congregation, um, you know, raise your hand if you have at least one question that you don't understand about God, you know, like everyone's going to raise their hand. That doesn't make you an atheist, you know? Right. And so how about like two questions or three questions, you know? So it's, there's this old philosophical um, like thought experiment, I guess, where uh, the idea is like if someone has a heap of sand in their hand and they take one grain away, is it still a heap of sand? And you're like, well, yeah. You're like, how about if you take another one away? You're like, yeah, it's still a heap of sand. But like, at what point will that stop being a heap of sand? You know, if that makes sense. So that was with me, like one question turned into three, which turned into five. And at some point in my life, I was just like, I just, I just struggled with the God question. And part of it was just, I think, being into illusions and seeing what was going on, uh, you know, behind the curtain, so to speak. And you, you're just like, I don't know. I don't know about this God thing, you know? And, um, yeah, long story short, I got back, back on the straight and narrow. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So now I kind of use that as, as my story, uh, oftentimes from stage and stuff and kind of explain, uh, illusions and deception in general, you know? And right. so, yeah. So, so what would you say was, was the thing that kind of got you back, back on the right road? I think there was a, um, I was, I was actually on the road. I was, I was at a church camp and um, there's a guy by the name. Oh, I think I've got his book. Well, I've got several of his books here. Um, Sean McDowell. Oh, uh, sure. Sean yeah. McDowell, who is, um, he's Josh McDowell's son. Yeah. A lot of people know Josh McDowell, but Sean McDowell too, he goes out and speaks and he's like an apologetics speaker. And um, here's the deal. Anytime I'd asked spiritual people that I looked up to about, difficult questions about God. Mm -hmm. They didn't have difficult answers. They had, they had very elementary, like, well, you know, just pray about it. And like, it was very like fluffy, very like, sure. like I felt, I felt it was a thinking man's fiasco. Like to me, I was asking like the intelligent questions and the, the people that I would ask would give me very fluffy answers, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I felt like the atheist side of, the um like the front runner 
front runners of like um, atheism, the people who really speak out about atheism and write the books and all that kind of stuff. I thought they had a lot of knowledge. And I, I just didn't feel like we had that on the Christian side until I met Sean McDowell. Mm. This guy, I can't explain what he does because he does it so well. Uh, but it was just like an anvil just like hit me on the head when I, and when I saw this guy speak. So he, he comes in and everybody knows he's a Christian. He gets on stage and he says, uh, hey, everybody, I'm Sean McDowell. I'm a, a theologian. I'm a, I'm a, uh, a teacher and um, I'm a Christian and blah, blah, blah. But in a minute, I'm going to put these glasses on and I'm going to pretend that I'm an atheist and I'm going to take questions from the audience and answer them as if I was an atheist. Hmm. And um, yeah, so he does this whole thing. He puts the glasses on. He pretends he's an atheist. He answers questions as an atheist. And then for the whole week of camp, he he's he's an apologetics teacher. So sure. uh, yeah, so he just like wiped the floor with everybody's brains and made them question their own faith, basically. And then, uh, yeah, I just thought he was like one of the home run hitters for the Christian side that was really attacking the big faith questions like intellectually, which is... I think what I needed, you know, I mean, I think people were on like different journeys and stuff, but me, I just really wanted that like hard hitter. And I, and I found him like Sean McDowell really like was, was one of the leading people that um, I think really, really got me back on the right path. You know, do you remember that was the kind of like the long answer? <laughs> that, no, that's great. And do you remember the hard hitting question you had or the one that, that just, smacked you i had a lot one of them one of them that sticks out now is like um you know is god able and not willing or willing and not able mm. you know with certain things like and so there were like tragedy or disaster or things is like is he is he is he willing to do these things and not able or is he able to do these things and not willing you know uh there's some deep theological philosophical things you know but uh, that's like the questions that kind of stuck out of my mind, but um, I like it. Yeah, it was kind of it was like, it was really like a uh, like almost like a Saul to Paul moment, I guess, in my life where um, it was immediate. Like it was like immediately like the the scales fell off my eyes. It wasn't like a slow because I remember thinking then if I ever do go back to Christianity, it's going to be this slow process. It's going to be the slow just as just as slow as it was going into like the atheism it was, it's sure. not going to be an overnight thing and then uh, but it was it was like a real miracle in my life like it was like a real miracle because it's like imagine me trying to convince you that like santa claus is real you know what i'm saying it's like that was where i was i was like there's no way and even if i was able to be convinced it's not like it's going to be like this overnight thing you know Right, uh, and, it, and it was. It was. It was. It wasn't a book. It wasn't a sermon. It wasn't like you know this long extended thing. It was, um, yeah. And you know what's funny because because I had the background in church. I grew up in church my whole life. Um, I one of the things that really uh, got me back on the straight and narrow again was honestly reading what leading atheist scientists were saying about the universe. Because I knew what Genesis said. Right. And the more I read like Hitchens and Dawkins and all these like leading atheists, the more I read about the complexity of the universe, the more I was like, this sounds a lot like Genesis. And the more like the the less the less faith I had in atheism, the more I read these books. <laughs> like <laughs> like the more complex that how complex the universe is, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is 
this is not by chance, you know? Exactly. And so, you know, as we, as we talk about that, because yeah, that's some deep stuff and we could spend the next half. I feel hour. like that's like, we could just wrap it up with that one question. That's right. That, <laughs> like if oh, that's the man. podcast, everybody. That's, that's it. That is, and that is, I mean, that question, I think thousands of people wrestle with. That's something there's literally been volumes of books written about on both sides. That's a hard question to answer in like a couple minutes, you know, right. but I pulled this book cause I, I, he, I, had totally lost but because my wife is reading but it's called um is god just a human invention by sean mcdowell so he's got a bunch this would be a good place to start uh because it's not i'm not like a smart person but uh oh you of, are it kind of puts things on like you know a fifth grade reading level which is still a couple years ahead of like my reading but uh i got through it <laughs> that is awesome and i appreciate you sharing that because i knew there was a there was a part in your life and in your story, in your journey where yeah. faith kind of got pushed aside and you were wrestling yeah. with it. So I appreciate you bringing that out because I, I think other people wrestle with it. And it's great yeah. to know that as you wrestle through it, you can come out the other side. Yeah. You, you I would say like, if, if you want to become a Christian, read what leading atheists are saying what? about atheism. Cause it's like, it gets more and more ridiculous the more you read it. I mean, the really? more you read it, the more complex. It's just like, for example, they say, um, they say, uh, I, I don't know, I don't have the numbers right off the top of my head, but they're saying the the, the chances of this um, universe happening um, by itself uh, mm -hmm. is like one to the ten to the one thousandth power. It's something insane, basically. Right. Whatever. Right. So so, but that that that. Uh, kind of ignores a couple of things. One is, first of all, you have to have that material in place for it all to have, you know, for it all to like get in that order basically anyway. And um, the other thing is, so they, they see how, how impossible it would have been for all these things to land perfectly. So they say, so let's just say for, I'll just pull a number out of the air, but let's say it's like one and 10 trillion chances, okay? That, that all these things could happen, which again, ignores the question of how you had all these things in place you know you had to have you had to have the material first right and then it's still a one in ten trillion chance whatever so how they get around the god thing so instead of, instead of looking that and going yeah there's an intelligent designer then they then their 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 big thing now is uh multiverses which to me sounds like spider-man or something like i'm like <laughs> you can't just make stuff up so they say so here's their here's their big thing they say oh if if it's a one in ten trillion chance that this happened then there must be 10 trillion other universes out there and we're the one that worked or else we wouldn't be around to talk about it i'm like how far do you have to like this is what atheist scientists are saying i'm like at what point do you go okay there's an intelligent designer right you know? and i was always in the boat of i don't know i was never like i mean i felt like i was pretty open-minded to to be like i i want to know what the truth is, you know, I don't want to have like my preconceived ideas and then, and then, and then have like, um, just follow the evidence that goes with my belief. Like, I'm like, I'll just be a blank canvas and like wherever the evidence leads me, you know? Yeah. I like how you brought that up a little bit ago, that part of your struggle was tell me Santa Claus is real or I'm in yeah. to illusion, sleight of hand, magic, whatever you call it. Yeah. So I can yeah. see where, you know, you can, 
pull the wool over my eyes for, for a better way to say it. And you start to wrestle with that. But then you come to the conclusion, no, God is real. And I like how you've said that you use that when you're speaking to young people, the sleight of hand, the illusions, et cetera. And I'm going to give a disclaimer here. You're one of the best. I think so. <laughs> I promote you all the time. I tell everybody they should have Joshua Jordan because he's not just an illusionist. He's a comedian as well, which is. Well, awesome. you, well you, you know, like five other illusionists. So I've got to be in your top five. Just you are in that. my top five. <laughs> you are in my top five. Those other four do not count. It's just awesome to watch you do your thing. And, and another way that I kind of take that angle of illusions and stuff is not so much God, but the enemy. It's like right. I'm a human being and you know it's coming. It's not like I'm saying I'm a writer and then I do it. Like I'm saying I'm an illusionist. I'm like saying it's about to happen and you still miss it. So yes. the idea is it's not all, It's not always like pointing to God. It's sometimes it's pointing to the enemy. It's like right. I'm a human being and I, and I told you it was coming and you were still fooled for an hour. Like right. imagine what, you know, how crafty, the, you know, the enemy can be, you know, absolutely. If, uh, you know, if you, if you're not read up and you're not like, you know, doing what you need to be doing, you know, so absolutely. he can deceive you in a, in a, in a hurry, yeah. in a big hurry. So what, what would you say is one of the hardest things about being a, an illusionist or a comedian for that matter? Thinking something's going to, going to be good or funny and it not be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah because that's never fun. I do. I do a lot of uh, open mics in um in uh, la as much as i can i mean COVID has kind of made things weird but like right. yeah if i if i think something's going to be funny i can go to an open mic and try it you know and if it's not funny you go on but with a, an illusion sometimes those things are so hard to to work out the kinks you could work on something for four or five months and think it's amazing and then you show it to an audience and like ah, it was cool but you know so um yeah, I think sometimes just working so hard and thinking, you know, and so, and I, the problem is I think like an illusionist too. So sometimes what I think is going to be impressive might impress other illusionists, but not necessarily, you know, the audience. An, an audience member, you know, so Very they're like, oh, that was cool. But that thing you spent, you know, three days on was way cooler. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, it's all about getting in that real time, real experience. Cause even with them, well, I mean, like speaking with, you know, or, or even like stand up or something like it's, you know, you say something that you didn't intend to be funny that they laugh at, yes. or you think something's going to be funny and it falls flat, or you have like these throwaway lines that you didn't plan on saying. Right. And uh, someone comes up to you after like, oh man, what you said that just, that's exactly what I was going through right now. And you're like, that wasn't even in my notes. Like, I didn't like, you know, right. so. And what did I say again? <laughs> in that open vessel, you're like, I didn't even know that wasn't even, literally not even in my notes. Right. Oh. So it's all about getting that real time, real life experience, you know, I think to see what works and what doesn't. So. And I suppose parts of the country determine whether it's funny too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It depends for sure. Yeah depending on it. So talking about being on the road, yeah. obviously it's been a different year. 2020 has been yeah. way different than anybody had, had planned it. What's, yeah. are yeah. you able to get out at all and, and, and be on the road or are you guys well, pretty much quarantined at home? I mean, kind of, we have uh so 
none of my shows actually got canceled canceled they just got bumped to next year okay i had a pretty full calendar this year and everything that wasn't going to happen they said we're going to do it on basically the same exact date you know in 2021 nice. um so yeah i mean this year you know was obviously kind of an oddity kind of a weird thing um so i have been doing some uh, virtual shows which has its own challenges. I mean, the virtual shows are kind of weird and then you don't have that like volunteer thing. I mean, they're, they're weird, yeah. you know, but I, I appreciate, you know, wanting to get virtual shows and stuff. A lot of uh, people that I know in ministry who are, are including myself, just kind of got like a temporary this year kind of job, you know, I've got a really weird job now. So it's really, weird I've, I've been on the road for, um, a long time 12 years maybe and this is like the first time in a while where i've got to kind of have like this kind of day job but i do virtual shows and, and that kind of thing but i'm i'm building i'm building night vision equipment for the government it's really weird because it's uh, always into something I'll, I'll be back on the road but but i'm still i mean i'm doing virtual shows and um like local things kind of pop up but yeah it's it's everything got canceled basically for, with everybody across the board. They're just like, yeah, we're just not doing stuff, you know? So even like, um, even like on like Halloween and stuff, that's, that's the, uh, I think that's the most book night for anybody across the board. Like everyone knows no matter how bad the year is going, you're going to have a show that night. there's going to be some yeah. kind of harvest trunk or treat, whatever. And uh, yeah, even that stuff's totally like, I mean, there's just nothing going on. So, so, so with all that, How's it been mentally, spiritually? Yeah. I mean, it's hard because the that's where, I mean, the road life is like where I want to be, you know? And I think everybody has like different gifts and different abilities and different like interests and desires because like one of the top two phobias like worldwide is public speaking and flying. Yep. And those are like two things that I love. Like I love being on planes. I love talking to people. I love being on stage. And so it's weird because, um, yeah, everyone just has their gift, you know, but whereas like a nine to five, I wouldn't like so much, but yeah. So if you, if you took someone who did like that kind of nine to five and put them on an airplane or put them in front yeah. of people to speak, they're just like, Whoa, this is not my gifting, you know? So, so it's hard. Cause I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm like where I want to be like, a, you know, so right. it's tough. I mean, it's really like, Oh, I miss the road so much, you know? So with, with everything, I mean, going back to childhood, uh, COVID yeah. this year, what would you say has been the most difficult part of your journey? Just all around, like, like adversity, I think. Um, I think I, uh, you know, people like us, people don't realize, like, we, we work really hard. Uh, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work for not a lot of benefit financially all the time. So I think it's like you're burning the candle at both ends all the time. And then you look at your taxes at the end of the year and you're like, wow, I could have made more working at Dairy Queen. That's crazy. You're like, oh no. So I think just in general, like adversity, like, um, because, you know, when you're out on the road and then things are going happening at home, like, gosh, there's been so much stuff. Like we've had, we've had, um, three instances where we thought our house was going to be on fire basically like uh and that was uh, this year right just recently yeah 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 well i mean it just well so i'll give you the past maybe couple years so i think just to answer the question it's like just adversity in general but yeah so we've had 
there's been three occasions where we thought we're, we're losing our house for sure. Like it's a mandatory evacuation. We left with the clothes on our back and we're like, we're not going to have a home when we go back. Like you could see the fire from where, I mean, it was not like a far fetched thought to go. We're, we're never coming back. You know, um, there's been, uh, there, there was an instance where, uh, there was basically a flood that was, that got probably within, 20 or 30 yards of our house where we thought we'd have to leave where like our house is gone. There was two instances of like mudslides where we thought we we're going to lose our house. Like, um, uh, like my, my mom passed away a couple years ago. We had, uh, our, one of our pets got bit in the face by a rattlesnake and, uh, thought, thought he was going to die. Like just, this is just, I think it's just adversity in general where you're like, this is not normal. <laughs> like when you're right. on the front lines of ministry, just stuff happens and you're like, this is not normal. Like, so I think just, just that, that kind of like adversity in general, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> well, and didn't you uh, come in contact with a bear one night too? I did. I got charged by a bear. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And I had made up for the show. I mean, this is real. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, within probably got within 10 feet of me or closer. Yeah. Like charged me, like was running and, and stopped within 10 feet, like had bear mace and stuff. I, I unintentionally got between her and her cub. Mm. So yeah. So I got like charged by a bear and like, uh, like my wife, she got ran over by a bus. And like, it's, it's, it's weird to like recall some of these things because you're like, I think people were listening to me like, wait, what happened? I mean, and this is just in the last few years. I mean, like, I mean, with people passing away and like fires and stuff, you're like, this is, I'm just recalling the last few years. So yeah, I just think just being on the front lines of ministry, you just get that. You just get that like adversity sometimes, you know? So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so with all of that being said, with all and yours are always crazy. And I know these <laughs> legit. These are not made up made up stories. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Could you say you're still enjoying the journey? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's worth it, you know, because it's it's um finding not only what you want to do, but having a purpose behind it too, you know, um, being able to minister and reach out and share the gospel and to do it in a way that, um, that you enjoy doing. Like I, like anytime I had ever seen an illusionist in ministry, it was always like uncle Bill from like three doors down who was like 85 and he had a puppet and like, so I'd never seriously considered like illusions as a as a ministry you know because uh i had just never seen it done like at a capacity that i thought was would be cool enough for like teenagers or college students you know what i mean so i i, I had never really seen that before um so yeah i i i i remember thinking um like the story of um of moses when uh when, when he started giving God all the excuses of what he didn't have and God's like, well, what's in your hand? And he's like a stick. It's like, all right, we're going to use that. <laughs> so to yeah. me, I had a 99 cent pack of cards. I'm like, I don't have anything. He's like, we're going to use that. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. It's <laughs> like, cause in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm probably going to do some card tricks for like some Sunday school class, fifth graders. And that's going to be like, whatever. But, and now I travel the world from a 99 cent deck of cards. <laughs> Cause I was like, God, I don't have much. He's like, well, we're going to use what's in your hands. So, you know, I love so, it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Would you, uh, do you have any takeaways you'd want listeners, uh, 
to take away right now. They're on a journey. We're all on a journey. Maybe theirs are as crazy as what you just described or, or, or maybe not. I think what you yeah. just said is huge. You know, yeah. use what I'd put in your hand, but is there anything else you'd like to add before we? Just the journey being being worth it because there was, uh, it's hard, especially if you're thinking about uh, joining ministry and stuff, being in ministry, the front lines, all the adversity I've talked about, but like, um, uh, yeah, I mean, like I've been on the road for like birthdays, holidays, Christmas, uh, like anniversaries. Um, there's been, uh, yeah, like I, I feel like, like even going back to my mom when she passed away, like I did a show the night my mom passed away. I did a show the night after she passed away and 12 hours after her funeral, I got on a plane and flew to Alaska to do shows. So it's not easy. Like some of this stuff is, is, is really um, hard, but uh, it's, it's worth it. And that's part of being on the front line. So um, I would just say for me, it's just about keeping God first because God, God is the most trustworthy thing, right? So if there's a, um, if, if you worry about certain things, it's a trust issue, you know, if that makes sense. So, um, I mean, there's times where I feel like the hundredth sheep, you know, <laughs> like, and God's got to leave the 99 to get to me sometimes. Like, I feel like the hundredth sheep a lot, you know, but um, my, I mean, my advice no matter how hard like the adversity is, how bad it gets, um, keep God first, you know? Um, I don't think ministry is uh, what people think it is always because they, they just see that stage thing and they go, I want to do that. And then you're like, just be, be cautious. It's, you're going to be on the front lines. You're going to have a target on your back, you know? But uh, yeah. it's worth it. A bear, a bear may chase you. A bear may chase you. <laughs> a, you bear will, a bear may chase you. <laughs> No, we appreciate your time so much. We appreciate partnering with you in ministry. We thank you for your insight. Thank you for letting our listeners uh, go on your journey for a little bit today. I hope they get to see you in person sometime if they haven't. Yeah. Because you are amazing. I know I said that before, but we love doing events with you and just appreciate your insight today. And I love being with you. Thank you so much. We got to do Dominican again. We got to do Dominican. I want to come back out to California. See you guys. Sit on that nice deck you've got as long as it's not floating away or a fire's burning it down. It might be both. It might be floating away and the fire at the same time. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh, no. Appreciate it so much. Take care and, and thanks for being with us. Thanks for tuning in to the Enjoying the Journey podcast brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening.